That's right, folks, the first domino has fallen as DeAndre Ayton of the Phoenix Suns has signed an offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, meaning that the Toronto Raptors' biggest competition in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes are essentially out of play, out of question now in terms of making a KD trade. So I'm going to break down all the implications that has on our quest to acquire Kevin Durant this offseason. Additionally, the Toronto Raptors made a signing themselves as Justin Champagny is now back on the team on a two-year deal, so I'll break down that contract as well. And we have a bunch of topics to dive into. So without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news. And boy, do we have some news to dive into in this video. As there's a Woj report coming out that the Aiton has signed an offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. Now, this is a massive, massive blow As I discussed in a video a couple days ago, that this is the first domino that really had to fall in terms of making a KD trade. And according to, and this is the Woj report, it's a four-year deal, $133 million offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. This is essentially what the Phoenix Suns offered to uh, Kevin uh, to DeAndre Ayton last offseason. And in a follow-up tweet from Agent Wojnarowski, he essentially broke down that the Suns are likely to match it, but given the poor splitting, the poor parting of ways that they had uh, following their just horrific loss to the Dallas Mavericks in that game seven. It was just a complete bloodbath. Luka completely tore them up. Aiton only played 17 minutes. Be interesting to see if they actually matched the contract because apparently they didn't offer him anything. They didn't offer him any contract whatsoever. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. But that's not a big deal. That's not a big sort of contention when you're looking at the Toronto Raptors side of things because Regardless of what happens with DeAndre Ayton, regardless of where he ends up going, whether he actually goes to the Indiana Pacers or if the Phoenix Suns actually end up re-signing him, the Phoenix Suns are essentially out of play. They can't trade for Kevin Durant at this point. Now, why? So, firstly, you look at if he goes to the Indiana Pacers. DeAndre Ayton was that central asset that would be going back to the Brooklyn Nets or going to be sent out from Phoenix in a potential KD trade, KD acquisition. So, with him just essentially off the board with no sign-in trade going down, it doesn't seem like a sign-in trade will actually be made between the Suns and Pacers, according to everything that's been broken down over the last 30 minutes, right? A lot of news. It's coming quickly from Woj, and I want to get this video out as soon as possible, right? The Suns just won't have the assets to compete with a package from the Toronto Raptors, even one of our packages that just involved Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi. So that's one. If he does re-sign with the Phoenix Suns, if they do match the offer sheet, then... They just don't have the money to bring back Kevin Durant because one, DeAndre Ayton cannot be traded if they end up re, uh, you know, matching that contract. He can't be traded till January 15th. So he's out of the question. That max offer that uh, they uh, that they have on their books, he's staying there. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're on max contracts themselves. So just with those four guys, if they end up bringing in Kevin Durant, you know, not accounting for the rest of the roster, you're looking at upwards of $120, $130 million just in four players, right? And people that don't know, the Phoenix Suns owner is extremely cheap. And regardless of if he was cheap or not, the luxury tax bill that they would have to pay just for fielding a roster, even with those guys and minimum contracts all around them, that would be absolutely ludicrous. They haven't paid the luxury tax since 09010, and they have they've had an NBA Finals caliber team for the past couple of seasons. So don't expect if he's back there for the Suns to be making any type of offers with uh, DeAndre not going to be involved in any of these deals. So the, the Suns are now out of play. 
what does that mean for the Toronto Raptors? Because I've made it known. I've made my stance clear. I planted my flag in the sand that the Brooklyn Nets will end up trading Kevin Durant this offseason, regardless of if it's a, you know, to the Raptors or not, right? I mentioned the Suns, obviously, were a possibility. The Heat are there. The Pelicans are there. Different teams exist out there. But, you know, with the main sort of piece, the main sort of team that's been negotiating, the odds-on favor to acquire Durant, now essentially, essentially being off the table till about January 15th, what, what does this mean? And the Raptors still have a solid offer. Apparently, uh, according to Josh Lundberg, he gave some insights into where the Raptors have sort of been at with discussions with the Brooklyn Nets, and they've all sort of been preliminary. The Raptors are very engaged. They're very interested. They continue to navigate the situation. Obviously, they're all down there in Vegas right now, ch- chopping it up, seeing what's going on. But the Raptors, they're, they're still in the preliminary discussions. They don't want to give up Scotty Barnes. They don't want to give up Pascal Siakam. So Masai Jerry's trying to make that finesse happen. But now with the Suns out of the table, right? The Suns big offer that they want to throw in there, which is a tough offer to compete with. You know, Aiton, uh, Bridges, potentially thrown in Cam Johnson, a bunch of first round picks. However you want to deal with that, I got flamed a little bit, even by Raptors fans for saying that OG and Gary would beat that deal. But you know, I, I'm high on my guys. I love the, our Raptors players. But uh, now with that deal off the table, maybe you see a couple more teams get involved in a Kevin Durant sweepstakes because the Suns were also the top of KD's wish list. Right, so maybe now you see additional teams. The Heat, they seem to have shifted their focus on Donovan Mitchell at this point, just in terms of how all the rumors and reports have been floating out there, even though Mitchell could end up going to the Knicks, according to Shams, in the report that came out yesterday. But, you know, the Heat are a team that were also listed as one of KD's preferred destinations. I don't think a deal of just Harrow and bad contracts is going to get it done. You know, the Pelicans, Scoop B, who has gotten multiple golden kazoos over the course of this offseason, he apparently reported that the the Nets offered uh, KD to the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram, some some young player, and a few draft picks, which but I don't believe anything that Scoop B says. But the Pelicans do have the caliber of players to compete with the Toronto Raptors in a potential KD offer. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. So... You know, maybe it's more likely that he'll end up returning to the Brooklyn Nets. But given the fact that he was pretty, he's ghosted the entire Nets organization. He's ghosted other franchises. He's stayed out of the situation. He's demanded that trade. And the fact that the owner feels a little bit of spite towards Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't see a world where KD goes back to the Nets. The Raptors, outside of the Brooklyn Nets, are right now the odds-on favor to acquire KD, uh, to acquire uh, KD in a potential trade if the Suns are out of the question. So, which which they essentially are with this sign and trade that or this qualifying offer being signed by DeAndre Aiden at this point. So maybe some chaos happens. Apparently, there was fringe reports essentially breaking down that's not till midnight tonight where a potential sign and trade can't happen between the Pacers and the Suns. Then in theory, you can extrapolate that in terms of uh, Pacers, Suns, and Nets trade where pieces are flying all over the place, but. There's special regulations that go on to a sign-and-trade versus a regular deal that's going to be happening. So we'll see how it all plays out. It's been a lot of chaos with this KD stuff, but, you know, we're on that quest. We're on that quest for KD and Masai Jiri. He's playing chess, not checkers. He knows to wait it out, not put our big assets out there on the board. But that's not the only bit of Toronto Raptors news we got today. And the next thing we're talking about is Justin Champagny, our guy, signing a two-year contract, which... 
is exciting because we saw this offer get uh, get uh, put out to DJ Wilson. I'll show the show the offer there on the board, but uh, it's reported by multiple guys. I think Doug Smith might have been the first guy, but he's signed to a two-year minimum contract according to league sources. The first season is partially guaranteed and the second season is non-guaranteed. So this is essentially the same contract that we saw from DJ Wilson. Now, obviously there's been a bunch of guys on this Raptors summer league team that have the potential to make the roster. And I'm Jeff Downton. I've been talking about needs to be picked up, whether it's on a real contract or throw him a two way, just get him into the organization somehow because he looks very, very nice, right? Uh, Nick Nurse, I broke down in the previous video, said that uh, Banton, Champagny, Wilson are all likely to potentially get roster spots. Armani Brooks struggled in the last game, but, you know, has a three-point stroke on him, has the ability to score the basketball, play defense. There's a lot of guys out there, but I've been staying on my uh, Champagny. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I wanted him back with the squad. So he's on this two-year deal, but given the fact it's partially guaranteed for this season, he's still going to have to fight for uh, these guarantees, these uh, acquisitions get picked up. But I think this is nice that we only had to give him the minimum contract. Now, maybe I... Oh, everyone knows I overvalue Toronto Raptors players. I've been on YouTube hyping up our guys for the past five se five seasons. But uh, I'm happy he's only on a minimum for a team-friendly contract. I'm happy he's getting his money. He's getting paid. But I think Champagne, especially you know one more year of development with Rico Hines sort of in the mix, could really develop into a true true not starting caliber player just yet but given two seasons a quality quality role player for this toronto raptor squad given his ability to knock down the three get rebounds play defense all that sort of stuff so this is a huge w for the toronto raptors bringing back champagne on a two-year deal kind of we have control over what happens with champagne now at this point but we'll see what ends up happening because wilson played well champagne obviously has that injury so it's gonna be something to keep locked in on as toronto raptors fans but the next one Kind of a meme report coming out, but uh, the Raptors were ranked, uh, are currently ranked in uh, betting odds to be the fourth best team in the Atlantic Division. I, I saw this. I saw this yesterday, actually. I, you know, I'm, I'm aggregating content, trying to fill out these videos with uh, as much information as possible. But I was peeping the the Pacers Reddit yesterday before everyone's been looking at it with this DeAndre Ayton signing and all that sort of stuff. But they were talking about how the Pacers were very lowly ranked in the in they're, what are they, the Central Division? I forget what divisions that are in the East that aren't the Atlantic Division. I'm a scrub when it comes to that, but the Pacers were the lowest they were talking about. And then I peeped the Toronto Raptors, and look at, look at where we're at in these uh, division rankings. They have us, you know, the odds are still pretty close. I get the Celtics being number one given they just made the finals, but the Sixers are plus 280, the Nets are plus 500, and the Raptors are, are there at plus 650. You know, ahead of the Knicks, which I get, but they might acquire Donovan Mitchell. We'll see what ends up happening there. But you're really going to put us behind the Nets. The Nets team that just got swept in the first round of the playoffs. Raptors have a much younger squad. They have a lot less uh, drama going around with their team. Are you really going to put us below the Nets? You're going to put us below the Sixers, who I get beat us in the playoffs last year, but we're a young core, up and coming. I don't know. I don't know. I get the, the player, or in terms of, player transactions, negotiations, all that sort of stuff, the betting odds, they have some insiders and all that, but these uh, previews, you want to make some money, folks. Put your money on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 
come be in the top team in the Atlantic Division. That's uh, that's my take. That's my take there. The Boston Celtics, we're coming for your crown. Y'all are good one season, bad the next. So I'm trusting the Raptors to bounce back. I'm saying we're a top three seed in the entire Eastern Conference, not just the Atlantic Division, top three in the East next season. So regardless if we get Kevin Durant or not. So interesting stuff. I thought that was a, I'm not calling out mad disrespect, but People are sleeping. They're snoring on those Toronto Raptors. But the final thing, the final thing we're discussing in this video is the Raptors grow. He'd be looking good these days. Now, there was a lot made of him struggling the playoffs, dealing with injuries and all that sort of stuff. We've seen Kyle Lowry go from thick, you know, with, what, three Cs at some point to going, you know, skinny Kyle Lowry. You've seen that float throughout his tenure with the Toronto Raptors and the pick going around. Kyle Lowry looking good at this point. He looks good all the time, but, oh my God. Look at me behind this. This is this is creepy with the green screen that popped out here. But Kyle Lowry looking uh looking swole, looking like he's uh ready to go on a playoff run. And obviously I want to see Kyle Lowry succeed. That was very trippy. That that should be a visual effect or something with the that uh that background there. But Kyle Lowry looking good. Shout wanted to throw some love to the Raptors group. Just living life, hustling, living the heat culture, Toronto Raptors culture. That's 2016 looking Kyle Lowry at that point. But you guys have us to make this far. Check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, all that cool stuff. Lots of news going to be coming. Probably if we, um, if we get more updates, the first dominoes fall. I might have to do a second video tonight if more stuff keeps coming out. Because while I've been recording this, like more, I see my Twitter going. I see everything popping off. So you guys have us to make this far. Check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all that cool stuff. Enough of me rambling. I'm signing off. Cheers.